0: Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Johnson Wealth and Income Management and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Johnson Wealth and Income Management is a franchise of Retirement Income Source, LLC. Retirement Income Source, LLC and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are associated entities.
1: Located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa, serving clients in northern Iowa and southern Minnesota. Well, how are you today? I hope you're doing well. Hope you've got a little bit of time to relax and rest, spend some time with family and friends, maybe even get some projects done. But I want to say thank you for turning on your radio and thank you for listening to this program. And thank you also to every one of you that goes to our website, johnsonwim.com, and post questions and comments and even criticisms. I appreciate reading your comments. Some of you, you ask very wonderful questions about general economics and general market investing. Some of you ask very precise, very personal questions about your own set of unique circumstances. And I cannot say just how much I appreciate that. It really thrills me that I get to interact with my listeners. And I would suggest that this is something I want more of. So if you have an opportunity that you have a question, go to that website, johnsonwim.com, post that question to me. And I will make certain to get back to you either over the radio show or personally. I also thank many of you for going to my YouTube channel, Capitalize Life, and you watch videos, you give us the thumbs up, you share it with your friends, you make comments down below, and I really appreciate that as well. It's all very helpful to get the message of successful retirement investing and investing for income into the hands of those retirees that need it. Well, today we're going to be discussing three vital questions for a successful retirement. And if you want to have a successful retirement, I think that in my two and a half decades of doing this, I've really distilled three categories, three very specific questions that you personally need to be asking yourself. And I see no reason not to get right at it. So number one is going to be, what is the primary purpose of this money? You see, we all have different kinds of money in our life. We've got pre-tax money. That could be our 401k or 403b, a traditional IRA, and the list goes on and on. But the reality is, is that this is all taxable money. It's money that we've put away. It's grown tax deferred. And we understand this is the whole reason why required minimum distributions exist. When we hit our 70s, this money is going to be taxable when we withdraw it. And so we need to be mindful if we're functioning and dealing with pre-tax money. We want to ask that question. What's the primary purpose of this money? Now, we'll get into the potential answers in a moment. Number two, we have to be thinking about the second kind of money, which is Roth money. If you're not saving Roth money, I think you need to be. But what is Roth money? Roth money is totally tax-free money. That means all the interest, the dividends, the capital gains all of those various pluses in the account are totally tax-free to you. And that's an important component that we need to be mindful of. The third kind of money is the money that's in the bank. This is money that is in the brokerage account, money that is totally post-tax. And what I mean by that is we've already earned the money, we've already paid the income tax on, and now it's just basically principal. And this is the money that we invest or should be investing And in the event that we have, say, interest or dividends or capital gains, we're going to pay taxes on those gains, but not on the base principle because it's already been taxed. So let's get back to this. As we start to function and we look at our money, we need to, first of all, yes, identify, are we within five years of retirement? If we are, these three questions are vital. If you've got 10 years to retirement, then we understand from previous episodes that I believe if we're in the growth stage of life, we still have, say, you know, 10, 15 years to retirement. We need to be focused on the G. We need to be focused on growth. In fact, we need to be taking more risk on our money because the risk is what's actually helping us to more deeply dollar cost average and now we don't need to go bonkers and be dumb with our money but we definitely want to be more risk on with growth-based money once we get to within five years of retirement though we need to start easing up on the risk And the reason being is because of sequence of return. I've talked about this a lot on the program, and it's still somewhat confusing to some of you. And so what we need to remember about sequence of returns is we don't know when or how much the market is going to return. And you can imagine if you start out retirement and the economy's in the dumps and the market's in the dumps and you retire, and then as you continue through retirement, the market and the economy gets stronger and better and bigger. Well, that's going to have one outcome. However, if you start retirement, let's say that you started retirement in 2021, right? The market is at an all-time high, the economy is roaring, and all of a sudden you've retired because you think it's a great time. And after retirement, you see the market and the economy contract. It's volatile. There's losses. There's more negatives and there is pluses. Well, you're going to have a potentially different outcome than the guy that retired or the gal that retired when the market was small and contracted. So asking this question, what is the purpose of this money? The primary purpose of this money is an important one. But what are the answers, Matthew? Well, there's three possible answers that we need to go through. And answer number one is lump sum withdrawal. You look at this money and you say, well, it's a lump sum withdrawal. I want to go buy a house in Phoenix. I want to build my retirement home. I want to move to another part of the country to be with my kids. And it's going to take me, you know, $150,000 to do it or whatever the case may be. Now, that could be one potential answer. Another potential answer would be legacy. The purpose of this money is legacy. This is money that I want to never touch. I want to leave it behind for my family as a legacy. I want to leave it to a charitable donation as a legacy. And so that's one particular purpose, right? That's the second potential primary purpose of the money you're looking at. What's the third potential answer? The third potential answer is to supplement income in retirement. Now, for many of you, I understand that number three is going to be the purpose. That's going to be your primary objective. When you put money away in a 401k, when you put money away in a 403b, you know that that would be foolhardy to pull out three, four hundred thousand dollars to, say, build a home or buy a home. You know that because you're not even going to end up with that three or four hundred thousand dollars. It's all taxable. So a lump sum is option for money would be like your post-tax money or maybe your Roth money, right? But generally not the pre-tax money unless you had any other choice. For most of you that have retirement savings plans, your primary purpose for saving that money for dollar cost averaging, taking money out of your paycheck, putting it into that retirement account every single pay period is because you know when you get to retirement, you're going to be in a position where social security is not going to be enough. Maybe you don't have a pension. Maybe you don't have rental income. And you know that you're going to be now dependent upon that money. And that's the reason you're saving it. Okay, great. I encourage you on all three various types of your money, or if you don't have all three, on both kinds of your money, because you definitely have two kinds, at least that you identify what the primary purpose of that money is. So if you have questions about our discussion today, I'd like you to reach out to me at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, we will answer them. 866-290-3837. Now, what's the second overriding question? The second overriding question is, what is the amount of drawdown that is acceptable to me on this money? There's a big one, right? The primary purpose of the money is a big one. But now we're moving into something that's more nitty gritty, something that's maybe a little less comfortable for some of you as listeners, because you personally, as the investor, as that potential retiree need to be identifying what amount of drawdown is acceptable to you on that money. You see, when you're in your 20s and 30s, you can accept a 50% loss, no sweat, right? Because you know you've got so many years before you get to retirement. But let's consider this, you're 62 years of age, maybe you're five years to retirement. Are you willing to accept a 50% drawdown? In other words, a 50% loss. Now, let's say that the answer was no. And I would say, good for you. Good for you. The second Option under that question could be 25%. Is a 25% drawdown acceptable to you? If you've got, say, $400,000, are you willing to accept a 25% loss? Is that something at this stage of your life that you're willing to accept? And if that's not an option, then let's go to option number three. How about a 12.5% drawdown? Now, you see what I'm doing? I'm doing halves. I started at 50 and then I went to 25 and then I went to 12 and a half. And I did that because every single new person that I discuss their money with, I need to know as a potential fiduciary for them where that level of tolerance is. Now, even if you bluff yourself, even if you fool yourself into thinking that you're going to be acceptable to a 25% loss. I'm going to call your bluff most of the time, because think about it. You have $400,000. You're telling me that you're willing to watch $100,000 disappear for most of my clients. That is unacceptable. Yes, it was acceptable when they were 50. It was acceptable even earlier than that, but it is not acceptable today. And the reason that we want to figure out for ourselves personally, what the drawdown maximum drawdown is, is because between question number one and question number two, it's going to help you identify question number three. Now, I know that this is all cloak and daggers, right? It's I'm keeping question number three from you until the second half of our program, which we're coming up on. But many of you haven't even taken the time to identify what the primary purpose of your retirement savings is. And so I encourage you to do it. I encourage you to think about it, sit down, make some goals, make some dreams, do those things in advance so that you know what this money is going to be used for. And then number two, where you are in your stage of life in this journey, identifying how much you're willing to lose because bad things do happen to good people. Good investors do get hurt. Sit tight. We're going to be coming back and we're going to be looking at question number three And we're going to be finding some solutions to some of these questions that potentially have revealed some really bad red flags. We'll be right back.
2: This is the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. Did you know there's 567 ways to claim your Social Security? That's right,
0: 567. And claiming the wrong strategy could cost you up to $100,000 or more during the course of your retirement. Learn how to maximize your benefits by attending this Johnson Wealth and Income Management Social Security Workshop, Tuesday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Iowa Central Community College. Reserve your seat at 866-290-3837. That's 866 866-290-3837. Claiming the wrong strategy could cost you tens or even hundreds of thousands of dollars in lifetime benefits. Make sure you're getting the most benefits you can. Again, Tuesday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Iowa Central Community College. Reserve your seat at eight six six two nine zero thirty eight thirty seven. 290 3837 That's eight six six 290 3837 Don't delay. Reserve your seat today. Investing in the stock market these days is like riding a roller coaster. One minute you're moving up slow and steady just the way you like it. And then all of a sudden, your investment portfolio is in a free fall, up 800 points, down 800 points. It can be very scary. A lot of people no longer gamble with their retirement in the stock market. If you are tired of the ride and want to look at safer
2: options, or would like to learn a better way to grow your money during these times, call Johnson Wealth and Income Management at 866-290-3837. Welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with
1: Matthew Johnson. And welcome back to the second half of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management a Retirement Income Source, located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa, serving clients in northern Iowa and southern Minnesota. Well, if you're just joining us, welcome to the program. And if you've stuck around from the first half, well, now we're going to be concluding our program with the third question. Now, for those of you that just joined us, we've been discussing the three vital questions for a successful retirement. And if you want a successful retirement, I absolutely encourage you to write these down. Question number one is, what is the primary purpose of the money? Now, that may sound very tongue in cheek, very simple, but we have to understand that there's three potential answers. Answer number one is lump sum withdrawal. This is going to be money I'm setting aside so that when I get to retirement, I get to go buy a house in Florida. I get to move somewhere. It's a big lump sum withdrawal. Answer number two is going to be legacy. I'm saving this money. I'm adding to this money. I'm growing this money because I want this money as a family legacy. I want to leave it behind as a legacy. Maybe I'm going to leave it to my church, or to my school, or to various different charities. It's a legacy. That's the purpose of it. Number three is going to be the purpose of this money is to supplement my retirement income. Great. Because your job is to identify what that bucket of money is to do for you. If you haven't, then you're going to see that it has long reaching implications. Now, what's the second question? The second question is, what is the amount of drawdown that is acceptable to me on this money at this stage of my life? Forget the fact that you drove real fast and you took risks when you were young and you invested aggressively. Now you're in your 60s. You're just about to retire. You're within five years of retirement. Quit blowing smoke up your own bum. You know That you don't want to continue taking the same risks on this money today as you did when you were in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, even your 50s. And so what could that be? Well, what I do is I ask clients, what is acceptable? A 50% drawdown? Are you willing to lose 50% of this money? Now, why do I ask that? I ask it because we've seen that in history, not once but twice in your lifetime, in my lifetime. You remember a little something called the tech bubble burst? That was a fifty percent loss on the S and P five hundred five zero. You remember the Great Recession of two thousand seven, eight, and nine? That was a sixty percent drawdown, right? So I'm asking a question that's legitimate. Now, for most of the individuals that I speak to on a daily basis, fifty percent is a no go for them. No freaking way are they willing to give up half of their portfolio this close to retirement. So then let's bring that down. Let's talk about 12.5% or 25%. We have to ask these questions to identify where that level of threshold of pain would be or how much we're willing to risk. Now, I think that it's a big load of baloney that the bigger the risk, the bigger the reward. I really do. Because there's a lot of people that are taking tremendous risks and they're getting very little reward for it because, well, let's just face it. You can take big risks in real estate. You can take big risks in gold or in cryptocurrency or in stock or individual businesses. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get rewarded in big ways. Well, you hope to, but there is really very little correlation in that. It's more tongue in cheek. It's more cliche. Now, if you've been listening to this radio show for some time and you've got a burning question, I encourage you go to our website, JohnsonWIM.com, as in WealthIncomeManagement.com, where you will be able to email us whatever questions that you have. I try to, from time to time, pick out a question and throw it into a radio show if I think that it fits with the discussion and the topic of the day. But certainly, if you send us a question, and it's something that I know that I can explicitly answer for you, and I can help give you a little bit of guidance, I'm willing to do that. So go ahead, go to our website, johnsonwim.com, and you'll be able to reach out to us personally. So let's say that you identified that the primary purpose of this money was to supplement your income in retirement, right? Right. Let's say that you said, no, I'm not willing to take anything more than maybe about a 12 and percent risk. OK, both of those are great. Now we've got identifiers on what the goal of the money is. We know how much we would be willing to lose at this stage of our life. What's question number three, Matthew? Well, it is this question is what you're investing in today violating question one and its answer question two. And its answer, I'll repeat that again, is what you're investing in today, violating the answer to question one and violating the answer to question two. Now, what do I mean about that? Think through this with me. Let's say that you're investing in one particular company or you have the majority of your money in one particular stock. Now, I don't see this happen too often, but I've seen it too many times to ignore the fact that people do it. And let's say that that company is paying you a wonderful dividend. Let's say you're making a 5% dividend. Okay. 5% dividend. That's amazing. And so you like this company. Maybe you work for the company and you've got so much, if not all of your retirement in this one particular stock and they're paying you great income. Well, okay. Okay. You know that the income is a good thing, right? Because that helps you to supplement your income in retirement. So it doesn't necessarily violate the answer to number one. But you know what? This company that you have all of your money in could indeed crash and burn, right? We know that there's something in life called means revert. And what that means is that you could be owning the stock of this company and it's seemingly just going to the moon, but then all of a sudden one day you wake up and you realize that they've been knocked off their pedestal. You see, the drawdown that you could accept on that scenario could be far greater than 12.5%. You could lose a fourth. You could lose half. You could lose all of it. So you see, asking the question, what am I investing in today? And is it violating my answer to question number one or question number two helps you identify if you have a problem with how you invest? Let's say that you're using mutual funds. Now, mutual funds are a wonderful growth based tool, but they're a perfect example of a violation of one and two, because you see mutual funds being a growth based tool. They're definitely going to be more risky. You know that you could potentially lose 25% on that mutual fund. Many of you have. You've seen it. You've experienced it. In fact, many of you are still waiting to recover and try to get back to the high of 2021, right? But let me ask you, did you realize that mutual funds oftentimes are not good distribution tools? In other words, they're not going to be providing you the kind of income that you need. Yeah, they may pay you a dividend. I just met with a 74-year-old and his wife, 73. Here they are, they're 74, and he's got to take RMDs, and yet his mutual funds are only producing 1.57%. What did that mean for this gentleman? It meant that he had to then sell shares, or to say it a different way, he had to cannibalize his principal every year to make up for the shortfall of dividends that he was getting paid. So, His answer was, I've saved this money to supplement my retirement income. And no, Matthew, I'm 74. My wife is 73. We don't want a 25 or 50% loss at this stage of our life. Well, what he was investing in, i.e. mutual funds, was violating his answer to number one. It was violating his answer to number two. So you see. Being able to identify the goals of your money, being able to identify what kind of risk you currently would be willing to accept what's acceptable to you, and then asking the question, a very obvious question, but one yet that needs to be asked, is what I'm investing in today violating my answers? Then that shows you where the problem areas are. This shows you what red flags you have. I'm not a big believer in trying to help a person fix what's not broken. If you don't have a cancerous tumor, there may be no reason to do surgery. So when we identify a problem within our investing strategies, within our investment portfolio, now we can work to solve that issue. We can work to carve out the cancer. We can work to come up with a new strategy that's going to be much more useful. Now, how does a person identify how much risk they have? And I know that this is a question many of you are asking. This is where you have to be able to do a professional risk assessment on your portfolio. And when I talk about a risk assessment, I'm not talking about going in, sitting down with your advisor and saying, am I at risk? Because if he thought you were at risk, he wouldn't probably have you in what he has you in. This is sitting down and having third party professional risk assessment where you're actually looking at the data based upon what you own. If we had another financial crisis like 2007, eight, and nine, and that's not far fetched because we had it, didn't we? And being able to identify, okay, if we go into another one of these tailspins, if we go into a full blown recession, if we do have demonetization, if we do have many of these scary outlandish things hit America and hit our economy and hit our stock market, how much at risk is my portfolio? And you see, you cannot make objective decisions without having quality data. This is the reason why I encourage individuals who come to me to bring their paper with them, to bring their statement with them, to bring their portfolio with them, because you can have all the conversation in the world, but without having a real risk assessment on your portfolio, your truth, your numbers, your holdings. You don't know what kind of risk you're taking. You don't know what kind of income your portfolio currently is able to produce for you. You don't know if you're going to be able to meet and satisfy those required minimum distributions without cannibalizing your principal to do it. So in review, we want to ask ourselves those three questions. What is the primary purpose of this money? And break it down. If you got more than one kind of money, break it down for each kind of money. What is the amount of drawdown that I'm willing to accept at this age on this money right now? And question number three is what I'm investing in today violating the answer to number one or number two. I hope that gives you some tools in your toolbox, gives you some arrows in your quivers. And you see, if you don't know how to do a risk assessment, if you don't know anyone, I'm going to encourage you to reach out to us. Reach out to me at 866 290 3837. My team will put together some materials for you that I know will be of value, and we'll email them to you or we'll toss them in the mail if you prefer. If you have questions, I will do my very best to spend a few moments to answer those questions for you. So take the first step. Reach out to us at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. Having professional portfolio risk assessment, even if you didn't hire us, that's not the point. The point is you walk away knowing whether or not you have a problem you walk away with an opportunity of now being more knowledgeable about the risks that you personally are taking on your money and your money is more precious to you than any other advisor in the world. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope it's encouraged you to take action so that you can have the retirement of your dreams. As I close every single program, remember it's up to you to make today a great day. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Matthew Johnson.
2: That's all the time we have for today. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew off the air, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. We will be back again next week at this same time for another Capitalized Life and Retirement program with Matthew Johnson.